0: Nathan and I are back for another episode of Two Brothers and a Mic. We recap this year's Purdue men's basketball team as well as preview this week's Big Ten Conference Tournament. As well as finishing up our episode with our and one moments of the week. Keep it locked here on Two Brothers and a Mic. Welcome to another episode of Two Brothers and a Mic. Jared here with you to my left. My little brother Nathan, dude, we're back, dude. We're back, right, dude. Are it's you, like, been a while. Are you like so excited to do this right now, Jared? dude? I wanted to say to the people when we got back on and be like, first off, we're still alive. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> I know you're wondering, <laughs> but we're still alive because it has been a few weeks since we've done anything on the podcast. A few weeks ago, the last episode we did, you were not even here. I was not, no. It's a mixture. You had some work issues, availability time issues, and then we both have been sick and trying to get over the sickness. So that is the reason why we have not been on air. We haven't really done reaction videos. We've kind of been on a little hiatus, but that's It's a well-deserved hiatus. (laughs) (laughs) We try to get better, (laughs) Not trying not to keep this sickness going, not to die. Yeah. It's been rough. It's been rough,
1: but finally starting to feel better.
0: We're both better to the point where we can do a podcast episode.
1: <laughs> and available to do the podcast episode. That's right. That's right.
0: Well, this episode is purely going to be... It's a somber episode. It's a somber <laughs> It's purely going to be about Purdue men's basketball. We're not going to recap the last few games we've all missed, but I want to do a season in review of the 2019-2020 Purdue men's basketball team. I want to preview the Big Ten tournament that starts this week. And then we're also going to do our and-one moments of the week to close out this episode of the podcast. So let's just get everyone caught up. You all probably know where Purdue is at and what's happened this last few weeks. I will say this, and I've been telling people, Nate, it's been stressful being on the bubble. We have been kind of spoiled as Purdue fans we haven't really been on the bubble all that much. We've been pretty much locks in the tournament in the last several years. Um, so being on the bubble has been really stressful. Every game is just so massive, and that has not changed at the end of this year, specifically this last game against Rutgers. But you haven't been here in a while, so I just kind of want to let you pour your thoughts out on this team and what you, what your thoughts are uh, before we actually you know, break down the standings and kind of go from there. So, Yeah. Well,
1: what an up-and-down year. I mean, killing Michigan State, killing Iowa twice, pretty much. Killing Virginia, and then just losing uh, in, you know, heartbreaking fashions and in some not-so-heartbreaking, just frustrating fashion. It's just been a crazy year, and there's no rhyme or reason. It doesn't, like, you just look back and you... Think about all of our good quality wins, and then you think about the bad losses, and it just doesn't make any sense. You're just like, "What is going on? What is happening?" I mean, I think I can put my finger on. I mean, I mean, it's pretty, obviously the offensive struggles is the reason why we're not in the tournament right now. But it's just it's incredible that we were able to beat the teams we were
0: in the fashion, that in we the beat. fashion
1: that we beat them. And you can credit that to offensive rebounding. I think when the toward the end of the year. It was not that we were, oh, man, we were hitting shots consistently or anything. It was that we were just able to get the rebound, and eventually the ball went in the basket at some point. A lot of credit due to Evan Boudreaux, who played his heart out, and Travion Williams, who, who played pretty – he was probably the most consistent player all year long, um, even though the last couple of games he was kind of non-existent on the offensive end. But, yeah, that's that's my two cents as to what this year was.
0: Yeah, it's um – um. It's been a roller coaster, as you said. It's been frustrating. It's been joyful at times. We look at this past season, and I see missed opportunities. I look at a team that I feel like should be in the NCAA tournament. I feel like you beat the teams we beat and the way we beat them, and then the heartbreaking road losses. Think about Marquette. We should have won that game. Think about Texas. Florida State. Florida State. These are our teams who are going to be in the tournament. Texas is kind of on the bubble. They're in the bubble, but I think they'll get in. And these were road games or neutral site games. I mean, and then just think about the close games. Rutgers, Michigan on the road. I mean, it's just like we couldn't get over that hump. And and there were some games who were just awful. Couldn't shoot. We've been a team of inconsistency. That has been the theme of the year. And just, Yeah. I want to ask you that before we get into the specifics of the team. But before we get into that, let me just do a quick recap of the final standings. Uh, what a year for the Big Ten Conference. Now, we're on here a lot. We, you know, we tease and the debate about how good the Big Ten Conference is, especially with other people. But every game has been entertaining to
1: the max. There was no boring games, no matter who you were playing. I mean, the Northwestern game, bottom of the standings, and that was one of the more exciting games Purdue played. I mean, that was the shot that we all thought was going to propel Purdue into getting into the tournament. Obviously, that you know didn't really happen. But
0: got our game. most videos on tw- on Twitter and I our think- uh, podcast, <laughs> um, our reaction video there. Um, yeah, the Big Ten finished, what, what a year. I know um, we are, I don't know if you can really debate it, but I guess you can. But I think the Big Ten Conference was by far the best conference in all of college basketball. Yeah, I think from top to bottom, yeah. And this all just leads to this next week and this tournament's going to be potentially amazing. But um, as far as the regular season goes, we had three teams share the conference title. That was Wisconsin. Can you believe that? Wisconsin, yeah. the number one seed going into this tournament, we yeah. killed them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but Wisconsin, you got to give them give them credit. They won uh, 14 and 6 in the conference, Maryland and Michigan State. There were some games you were like Michigan State, you know, but Izzo, you know, give that credit to that team that fought back. Um, I think Maryland's a good team. But those were the three that will share the 2019-20 Big 10. Conference regular season championship, and then right behind them, Illinois finished. Well, what an
1: b- amazing season for them,
0: honestly. Yes. Like, they're really – that's a team to watch out in the tournament. I totally agree. That is going to be a very hard team to play against and get out in the tournament. Dominate Purdue, by the way, twice.
1: <laughs> yeah. We had no answer for anybody on that court.
0: They got bigs and shooting. Guard. I mean, they're a good team. That's a good team right there. Then Iowa <laughs> – listen to this. Iowa – Ohio State, Penn State Rutgers all finished with 11 and 9 conference record. Yeah. They all tied for 5th in the conference. And then after that you have Michigan and then Purdue, IU, Minnesota Northwestern, Nebraska at the the bottom half of the table. Um or were talking, standings I should say. To speak just to the strength
1: of the conference. I mean, the champions of this conference all I mean, it's they have 6 losses. I mean that's incredible. That's, that's an insane amount of
0: losses. Yeah, and going into the NCAA tournament, I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see the strength of this conference sh- show out. Now, some argue, did we just beat up on each other so much in the regular season that we have nothing left to give in the tournament? I don't think so. I think the defense of the Big Ten is what you're going to see show out in the Big Dance coming up here in
1: a couple weeks. Yeah, I think there's a few teams in the Big Ten that are kind of built for the tournament. We mentioned Illinois. I think Maryland is. I think that Maryland's the strongest team in the Big Ten. And I I stand by what I said about Iowa having the best starting five in the Big Ten. It's just whether or not they have enough depth to get them through. But I think Iowa's a strong team.
0: With Garza, who actually officially um, today was announced the Big Ten Player of the Year, which is well-deserved. Yeah, no, he's he's an absolute monster. He's a beast. If you have the Big Ten Player of the Year, you're probably going to have a chance to do some stuff.
1: And I think a sleeper team from the Big Ten is Penn State. I think Penn State's a really, really solid team. I think they could potentially win a couple games
0: in the tournament. And even you look like a team like Rutgers, we talk about having closers. We talk about how a guy who can hit a big shot. Well, Rutgers might have hit the proverbial dagger in the hearts of Purdue this this last game on Senior Night at Mackey Arena because of Geo Baker. Yeah, he's the clutchest guard in the Big Ten. Dude. He's done it multiple <laughs> times this year. Gosh. You said this before in the past, but what was it like to play against Carson Edwards in the past? Just yeah. feel like, oh, crap, yeah. we can't stop. This is yeah. so annoying. That yeah, was us that was last it. week, specifically yeah. against us when Gio Baker hit the big shot. Just took over, which that's what
1: star players should do. He played team ball for a good probably 30 minutes of that game, and then the last 10 minutes, it was his time. And if you get him the ball, I mean, it's it's going. I, he's shooting it. He's shooting it. They're setting a screen for him. It's his. It's his team at that point.
0: And we're looking at. We're talking about Rutgers right now. Uh, they're the eight seed in the Big Ten tournament. we were thinking, you know, watch out for them in the in the Big Dance. Well, we'd even me- mention teams like Michigan State, who have been a staple in the Big Dance. I yeah. mean, making runs. Wisconsin, we have Michigan, Michigan got some good guards. I mean, dude, this conference was just an absolute monster and beast. So we just need to keep and remember that, even as we review this last year for Purdue. I mean, it, it, this was a monster, monster year in conference, and maybe gives us just a tad bit of hope, maybe I don't know, as we go I into this so. week. <laughs> but before we get to that, that's the next thing I want to talk about: is Big Ten tournament. But real quick, Nathan, I want to get your your thoughts again on the 2019 2020 Purdue team. What were things or players that stood out to you this past year that you are encouraged by going into next year, and what are things that were worrisome to you looking at this past year and maybe even going forward um, in our team?
1: Yeah, there's definitely positives to take away from this team. First off, this team played hard almost every single game. There's very few games where you came away from it and just being like, they didn't give 100% effort or even close to 100% effort. Kind of piggybacking off that, I think no gel for me... Maybe was his progress and his confidence through the beginning season to the end of the season, I think was really important.
0: And may I interrupt you real quick and just say again, announced today, Nojo Eastern, defensive, like all Big Ten, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. And again, pretty well deserved. I mean, I think he was by far no the doubt. best guard defender in the Big Ten. No doubt. Like, he shut down people. And again, probably should have been guarding Geo Baker at the end of that game, but. Uh, You know, it is what it is. And as far as the senior goes, uh, Evan Boudreau is just an absolute monster. He gave everything. He's the reason why uh, we won a few games this year, just from his effort alone. And that Iowa game, winning at Iowa, I think was a huge credit to uh, Evan Boudreau. I mean, finally, probably too late that we got some consistency out of the, the power forward position. But finally got it, just a little too late. But I would say those are probably my positives this year, is... Those guys and their progress throughout the year.
0: What about things that concerning you going into next year? The lack of a pure scorer,
1: and I think, I mean, and shoot, shooting and pure scoring, <laughs> that's got to be the biggest concern going into next season. Do we have somebody other than Stefanovic that can just hit a three? Do we have somebody that can create their own shot when you know time calls for it, or get into the lane when time calls for it? I think that's going to be the question that needs to be answered for Purdue for the next few years. Well I mean, we're, we'll see what we get in with these freshmen, but how much can you really count on a freshman to come in and be that impact player? There's not too many Carson Edwards that comes into the NCAA. Like, it just doesn't happen very often. But we'll see. Maybe some guys step up, like Hunter. I mean, he showed the ability to do it a few times this year, just not a very consistent basis. But, yeah, that would be the uh, concerns, I guess.
0: Yeah, I look back at this past season, I agree with you as far as concerns. We have a lack of a scorer, true guy. You can just get out there and get a bucket. And the importance of that we've seen, just like when the Rutgers matchup, having a guy like Baker. I realize not every team has that. Our lack of really consistent three-point shooting, I think, really hurt us this year. I think some of these things next year I think will be better. You are more of a recruiting guy than I am as far as the knowledge. But based on what you've told me, I think we're going to have some potential playmakers, guys You can get in the lane, guys who we can give the ball to to try to make a play. I mean, we don't have a guy that could really just take it to the hole and get something. We don't. And we're just being such inconsistency on our perimeter shooting because we have two really good bigs. So I think that was a, a concern this past year. I think another concern was Aaron Wheeler and just his lack of progress. I think it was a big disappointment this year. and. I really hope he works on his game this off season and comes back next year with some he, more weapons in his repertoire. And he's a guy that
1: we know like if you're a Purdue fan and you've watched Purdue basketball, you know he can hit a three point shot. And for some reason this year his confidence was just at an all time low. Like I've never seen a shooting slump like that ever. I mean, even, like, Stevens had a few of them in years past. His sophomore year, he was absolutely just couldn't hit anything. It looked looked good every single time he shot the ball. It just didn't go in. Talk about Kendall Stevens. Kendall Stevens, yep. And uh, I feel like that's very similar to Aaron Wheeler this year. So it's like it doesn't necessarily look bad when it comes off his hand. It's just it doesn't go in. Just whatever it is, his legs doesn't get enough leg on it or whatever the case is. It's definitely a confidence issue, that's for sure. But we'll see next season. It's a new year. Clean slate. As far
0: as positives, I agree with you. Our work ethic, the guys playing their hearts out on the floor. Evan Boudreau stepping up into that role. We're going to need that someone else to pick up the role next year. Next year is going to be interesting. But I am encouraged. I think Eric Hunter took some steps. I'd like to see some more consistency, but I think he's got a little bit of a killer instinct. I saw a little bit, I feel like improvement of his game this year. I think stefanovic He was arguably the guy that could get a shot up. He was our go-to when we needed a, a he bucket. Was. He w- We run plays kind of. He was one of the main options if we couldn't get to the bigs. Yeah. And he's actually a really good defender. Yeah, Again, I, I think we'll see growth from him next year. I think he just loves the play. I think he's going to want to get better. I really do. Yeah. So I think he's going to come back better next year. Again, Travion, just a monster. I'd like to see Matt Harms maybe next year, senior year. Step it up on the offensive side of the ball. Be more selfish. Hit that mid-range jumper. But the guys love each other. I love our team. I love our fans. Again, Mackie showed out, sold out every game this year. The team was 16 and 15, and Mackey
1: sold out every game. That's incredible. Yep, the fan support is unbelievable.
0: And you know, I love being a Boilermaker. And so I think there's some positives we can look at. And let's not forget, beat IU twice this year.
1: Amazing. We are still. It's been how many days? I need to look up the Twitter. It's had, There's a count how many days it's been since IU's beaten Purdue in basketball.
0: Yeah, always a good, even if we don't have the best overall record year, we can still hang our hat on it. that we beat IU twice this year. And of course, there's nothing better than beating your rival. So it's been a really interesting year. I think, quick summary, you're right, roller coaster inconsistency, but we'll see what happens in the future. And our season's not quite yet over. Because starting this week, we have the Big Ten Tournament. So let's go ahead and now preview this year's 2020 Big Ten Tournament. And as we said before, this is shaping up to be potentially an absolutely incredible conference tournament before we head into the big dance. Let's go ahead and start previewing these games. Um, This Wednesday, this tournament is being held in Indianapolis. So I hope... That Purdue fans will come out and show out this week in Indianapolis, but the tournament starts on Wednesday with Northwestern, who is the 13 seed, playing the 12 seed Minnesota Golden Gophers. Who again, I think is another team has got some talent. I mean, they got some players, got big man, they got a good guard who can take over a game. They play on Wednesday at six o'clock, and then the nightcap is Nebraska and Indiana, which I talked to you about earlier. It's kind of ironic. Indiana didn't get the first round by, yet they are, according to some projections out there, in the tournament. Still kind of in the bubble, but they're in. Can you imagine if they lost this first round game against Nebraska? That could have huge implications on their tournament aspirations. So that's going to be a game to watch. Granted, I know it's against Nebraska, but it's been a tough conference. We lost in Nebraska. Yeah. Big loss for us this year. So. As far as those first-round games, Nate, tell me your thoughts. This is on Wednesday.
1: The two teams that are going to advance, in my opinion, are going to be Minnesota and Indiana. I don't see Nebraska advancing unless they shoot the three-ball really well, which, you know, tournaments, anything, you know, that's all it takes is one game. It's a one-and-done. Minnesota's an interesting team. I think they're a lot better than their record shows. Again, they're very similar to Purdue in aspect of their very inconsistent. But I mean, they could string a few games together and
0: who knows? I mean, you win the tournament, and you're in. It's, just, yep. it's an insane thing. Let me just say this about that Northwestern game. Guess who just beat Penn State to finish out the year? Northwestern. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's really so they're kind of maybe have some confidence going into this, yeah. this tournament, beating a really good opponent in Penn State. So let's go ahead and move into Thursday's games. The noon to kick off that day, we got Michigan. In Rutgers, that's the nine seed playing as the eight seed. Nate, your thoughts on Michigan and Rutgers kicking off Thursday
1: afternoon? Yeah, I
0: think this is where things get really
1: intriguing uh, and fun to watch as a fan. I mean, I think it's just going to be this is Thursday is the day to start watching some Big Ten basketball. Man, Michigan Rutgers, the way the Rutgers plays, they're just a tough physical team, and they just they just grind out wins. Really tough team. I'm not 100% sold on Michigan this year. I'm really not. I think Rutgers has a good possibility of winning that game. And then the next game, uh, Iowa, and in my opinion, probably going to be Minnesota. I think, again, it's a really interesting game. Minnesota, like I said, is just better than their record. But Iowa has the Big Ten Player of the Year. I mean, that's going to be the ultimate thing for them. I think that pushes them through.
0: And then after the winner of Northwestern Minnesota playing Iowa on this Thursday, it then is our game. The 10-seeded Purdue Boilermakers facing the number 7 seed Ohio State Buckeyes approximately 6.30 p.m. on Thursday. Before I ask your thoughts about this game, I want to get your quick take on what does Purdue need to do, in your opinion, to still try to get in the big Dance, the NCAA tournament. Our record right now is... 16-15. 16-15. I read an article today, Joe Laronardi, the ESPN bracketologist, who said at least two wins. What is your thoughts, though, on Purdue? Do they have a chance? What, what do they need to do in this tournament to get an at-large bid or play it?
1: At this point, I think you almost have to win the tournament for Purdue. I think we missed a real big opportunity with that loss to Rutgers. Because I think with that loss, if you beat Rutgers and you win one game, I think you have a really good shot of getting an at-large.
0: And in some bracketologists, Purdue is not in the first four out, but they're in the next four outs. So you kind of have 14. You kind of have to shoot above like maybe 10, 11 teams who are on that bubble as of right now.
1: And one of those bubbles are going to be burst because uh, Utah State won their conference tournament. They were a team
0: that was on that fringe as well. I think if you can get three wins, I'm talking about Purdue here. I think you're going into selection Sunday really nervous. Of course, if we win four, we we would win the tournaments automatically lock in. But if you win three, you would be nineteen you'd and be in 16. the conversation. You're yeah. in the conversation. It's not safe by any stretch, but you're in the conversation. So that's my two cents about Purdue at this point, but I'm with you. We really need to make around this tournament. You would be getting three quad one wins. If you win three in a row, that's three quad one. I think on neutral court it would be yeah. three quad one wins. Yeah. So that's another thing about this tournament. These are resume building games going into the big dance selection Sunday, this upcoming Sunday. So, but that's kind of my two cents on Purdue. We'll go ahead and talk about, do they even get out of the first round in your opinion against Ohio State on Thursday? Well, the last time we played Ohio State, it did not go
1: to plan. Purdue was such a hard team to peg. They're such a hard team to peg. Because in one hand, I can see this team being defeated. That was their opportunity. Yep. You know, you saw it on the bench after that game. Like, I mean, th- that was devastating. Eric Hunter knows he he wins that game. He just hits a free throw. We, we win that game. Or do they come out hungry because of it? You know what I mean? For me, it's such a toss-up. And I think every, I think all these games are going to be so close. This Purdue Ohio State game is no exception. I think it's going to be a really close game. Whoever's going to want this game more is going to win. It's tough because I feel like Purdue traditionally doesn't do well in the Big Ten tournament. We also usually are lock, too, so there's not a whole lot more to play for, But other than maybe a, a seat up or a seat down.
0: And we were in Bankers Live Fieldhouse earlier this year where we did not play well at all against Butler when we lost. And we never play well there.
1: It, it, it is consistent. We—
0: uh, Crossroads Classic is
1: consistently one of the worst <laughs> games that we play, but it's a different time of year. And this is March, Jared. The madness is beginning, and who knows? It's, who knows what happens in this game? Man.
0: Well, the winner of the Purdue-Ohio State game would play then Michigan State on Friday, but before we would get to that, Penn State would play the winner of Nebraska-Indiana. Who do you got on that one?
1: They're like I said before. They're all going to be close games. They're all going to be good games. If IU, if if Green is hitting shots, and Jackson Davis is aggressive when he gets the ball in the paint, IU is a really difficult team to beat. If Jackson scores sixteen to eighteen points, I mean they're just they're way better. They're a different team when he scores the ball. Um, and there are going to be tons of Indiana fans there. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think Penn State's a really tough matchup for IU. I think Lamar Stevens is a uh, really good player. Yeah, he's a really tough matchup, so I think Penn State ultimately will move on. But I think, I mean, it's a toss up. It's a 50, It's a coin flip, in my opinion. I mean, just
0: who knows? After those games, that would be the it finishing Thursday night. Then it goes into Friday, where you play the top four seeds, who all got first two round buys. We got Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, Maryland playing the winners of previous games. Instead of going game by game. Who comes out of this day as the surprise and victorious, in your opinion? Who comes out as a surprise? Or is there any? The top seed advance. If
1: there is going to be an upset who comes out. If Penn State beats IU, oh, man, that's tough. Like we said, the
0: regular season, all these games are close. Yeah, all these and, games and are close. From seeds one to how many only one or two games apart. Yeah.
1: So. I mean, Penn, Rutgers and Penn State have a really good shot of getting out of that out of Friday, out of the quarterfinals. I think they have a they have a solid shot. If they advance that far, I think they have a really solid shot.
0: I think Wisconsin's going to be one of the first out. I I think that you know, you look at Michigan Rutgers huh? I'm not um I think that's one that could have an upset. I think Illinois is going to get by. If Purdue plays Michigan State, granted that was a team we killed really big at Mackey. Do you think Michigan State gets past this point? I
1: I mean it's March and it's Tom Izzo, dude. It's that's such a difficult one, but it all comes down to matchups, and we match up very well with Michigan State when it comes to the Bigs, and and I mean it's just again, it's just this whole tournament is just going to be who wants it more, who's going to fight and scrap for
0: every ball. So let me just finish this and say, who do you think the wins the Big Ten tournament on the end of the day on Sunday, the last tournament game before the actual selection show? Who do you think is leaving Indianapolis with a Big Ten Conference tournament championship? I think Michigan State's the team that's going to come out of there. I think
1: Penn State is going to be hungry. and Maryland, how much can really Maryland move? I mean, if they win the whole thing, obviously they move up. But, yeah, I I think Michigan State has a really good
0: shot. Last question before we probably will end this segment and go to our and-one moments of the week. By the end of this week, Nathan... How far do you think Purdue goes? Do you think we'll be for sure dead in the water, or will we have a shot on Selection Sunday? What do you think about our guys at Purdue? Purdue is going to shock the
1: world, and we're going to play our way straight into the NIT.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And you know what? I'll watch the NIT if Purdue's in it. This is the first
1: year I'll watch the NIT.
0: (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, that's our recap of this year's Purdue men's basketball team as well as our preview of the Big 10 tournament that starts this week. We're getting into the best month of college basketball. If you are a college basketball fan, there's nothing better than conference tournament week and of course, the big granddaddy of them all the dance, the NIT. Oh, <laughs> sorry. The, yeah. Uh March Madness, which the selection show will be this Sunday. And what an event that is, dude. I feel Love like I've it. I've watched I've watched the selection Sunday like I feel like I've watched every single one of them ever since I've paid attention to college basketball. Selection Sunday is just so much fun. Yep. And keep an eye out on our Twitter and Facebook page. We still got to decide what we're going to do in regards to the selection show, if we're going to do a podcast or not over that, um, or we'll just talk about it next week. We'll talk about that. Keep it locked on our uh, socials, and um, we'll see where we go from there. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to do our and one moments of the week. We thank you so much for listening. You're listening to the Two Brothers in a Mic podcast. It's that time <laughs> Our and one moment of the week. Dude, that was dope. You sound good.
1: Dude, thanks, man. I appreciate it.
0: Welcome back to the <laughs> podcast.
1: Dude, it's it's like we said, it's it's been a while.
0: Let's go. <laughs> Start <laughs> it. Um it is time for our two and one moments of the week, as he just said, so perfectly on the, with the radio voice. Um <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go go first.
1: Okay, go for it.
0: All right, so my and one moment of the week comes from Super Tuesday last week. And this is not a political endorsement by any stretch of the imagination. But my and one moment of the week is Joe Biden coming kind of from behind from what the polls said to kind of take the delegate lead over Bernie Sanders. A lot of things going to happen before Super Tuesdays, but the polls said that Bernie was probably going to run away with Super Tuesday, but in the end, Joe Biden did a lot better than people expected. It was kind of one of those upset victories, kind of like a 12 seed beating a 5 seed in the NCAA tournament first round. I mean, I guess those kind of are expected a little bit. Maybe it should go more like... I don't think it's...
1: I mean, dude, it's Joe Biden. He's been around. It's not like he's...
0: Yeah, but the polls had Bernie Sanders leading a lot that day. There were so many candidates. I mean, I know that they had him leading, but... And he has the momentum, or had the momentum, I guess. I don't know, it's all big debate at this point. But anyways, Joe Biden, I feel like kind of making an upset on Super Tuesday. That's my and one moment of the week, just because it was kind of an upset. Nice, dude.
1: Mine's a whole lot less political, (laughs) and... Mine comes from Senior Night, and Senior Night can be a very emotional night for players, and in my in-one moment of the week, it was, in this case, a fan. It was in Kansas State, Senior Night. The player was Xavier Schneed. and game's over, he's going over, you know, thanking fans, and there's this girl, and she is just devastated like this guy is he's gone he's senior you're not gonna see him play she's cheering for her team she has the number 20 jersey on like she's like she is a fan of this guy
0: balling yeah she's just devastated
1: and this player sees that goes over signs his headband that he's been wearing and signs her jersey gives her a hug gets a picture like dude that's awesome that was just that made me smile so much. I'm like, dude, that's how I feel, man. I feel that little girl. Some of these players that leave Purdue, I'm like, ah, oh, dude, it's so sad. Like, I, I love cheering for these guys. Like, it's, it's great. It was awesome. Great video. It was sent around Twitter. I'm sure lots of people have seen it at this point. But that is my and one moment of the week.
0: Fantastic video. Fantastic choice for and one moment of the week. I give you props for that. And I, I give props to this young man. Like you said, I saw this video. And dude, you think about these kids, man. They are role models. Yeah, they're stars to some of these people, you know. And how you conduct yourself in front of people, and even as a leader and as a role model, has huge impact on all those around you. He, who knows if he knew this little girl who loved him so much, maybe he does, maybe he didn't. <laughs> all he saw was she's bawling, crying so sad that she, he's never going to be back. And I love it because you're right. He gave, he went the extra mile. He like, oh yeah, he gave her a hug, yeah. got a picture. And so I just love that. that. That was a great job uh, by that young man. So I agree. That was very well done. Well, that's going to be it for this week's episode of Two Brothers and a Mike podcast. I'm sorry it's been so long, but glad that you could be with us tonight, Nate. Yeah, dude, it's so good. So good being back. So good being back. And we got a lot of fun this week with the Big Ten tournament starting. The Selection Sunday is coming up. And then, of course, we got March Madness. Soccer started, begins. so we'll be getting into that here pretty shortly once basketball starts. Oh, I
1: forgot to give my shout out to Indy Eleven. They won their first game. Good start. Three my points. team?
0: Not so much. Hey man. That's <laughs> what much. happens when you jump up leagues, you know? Yeah. But um so we have a lot more content to go over as the summer um comes and time progresses. So but we as always are very thankful for you, the listener, and We appreciate y'all so much. Feel free to follow us on our Twitter. It is at two brothers and one. That's the number one at the end. And then as well, Facebook, you can search the same uh, line to find us there. Have a great rest of your week, guys. Boiler up. Let's start a miracle run. (laughs) Not in the NIT. (laughs) Not in the NIT. Although, at this point, I'll take an NIT championship. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Have a great week. Appreciate y'all. Grace and peace.